Hey, this is Rob Corddry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Press it. Press it, Kevin. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined by a man who birthday wished his pants and underwear away, and is now blowing out a candle that's stuck in his boner hole. That's birthday boy the cocksucker himself, Jeff Clark. What a lovely introduction. Thank you, Kevin. And transmitting to us from the dark web... The bearded internet butt pirate known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. Well, we're back, gents. Hello, we friends. Are. What up, Puminati? So this is going to be the last MSPH for a minute. Uh, Got to go on hiatus to play with my anus. My anus. anus. So, for the last MSPH for a while, we're just doing voicemails this episode. Kevin, <laughs> get to the voicemails. Yeah. Wait, uh, no, hold on. Let's do some movie reviews first. Then we'll do voicemails. Shuddy Boy actually flew out here to help pay off Jeff's um, Oscar punishment. The two of them are going to 69. And since Jeff. All right. Lost, all right wait. No, no, no. No, no. I am still. Nope. My butt is still firmly planted in Quaker Town. There's none of this bullshit that Kevin's trying to peddle happening. That is fake news. Oh, Check oh, our YouTube channel. Who am I going to 69 with now? Nope, it's still Kevin's shutting. Kevin's going to have to do it. He's making us go on hiatus. He's got to be the one. And well, considering I won the Oscar bet, I shouldn't have to do anything involved in it. Well, the, since Jeff lost, that means he has to be on the bottom. He has to be upside down, which is... And a two dude sixty nine. That's that's arguably the worst place to be. But since you won, you get to be on top, and you get a blowjob. So you're welcome, Shuddy. How, but how do you, the second place loser, get out of any kind of punishment? I mean, why should I be rewarded with a blowjob? I didn't win anything. But why am I being punished with having to give a blowjob for winning? I mean, you can just fake it. You can just like slap it against the side of your mouth if you want. Does that does that work? Is that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's getting the uh, desired. Right. Whatever. Outcome. Yeah, you might have figured it out. Shuddy Boy's still in Bethlehem. I mean, Quaker Town. Man, I gotta I gotta update right. my mental Rolodex, huh? But yeah, man, so, it's uh, big movie guy. Got to take a step back in the podcast and to make films. I know, and it's it's you know, I I, I I'm expecting some fallout from this. You know, we're. Being that we're a podcast that's been around for 13 years, you know, we're about to fall out of the number one spot on the iTunes most downloaded shows, but it's a price we have to pay, you know? Are we yeah. in those spots anymore? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. I feel like the only reason this podcast still exists is just out of habit. It is definitely not due to success. <laughs> we're getting there. Slowly but surely, in the next yeah, 
50 years we're going to break through. I believe it. By our numbers trajectory, the- we will be we will be in the top 10 in 20,000 years. We are the Rich Gannon of podcasts. Let's, you know, it was the end of his career before he, you know, had some good years. I don't think it's a good thing that I don't even know who that is, Shadi, and you're comparing our success to him. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like an old movie producer or movie director that took a while to break through. Dangerfield. Oh, I mean, we could, we, it, it's a wonderful life. That's our trajectory. I think I saw something that like Morgan Freeman didn't land like an actual featured role until he was in his 40s or something crazy like that. I don't know. It was on Morgan Freeman of podcast. Right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. There we go. Jeff Clark took an extra day to beat his dick. Just Mm. to lift his low spirits. Jeffrey Dufresne beating his penis. (laughs) it's <laughs> a pretty good Morgan uh, Freeman I guess don't patronize me it was terrible yeah but Man. you usually do such a good job with the the, the impressions that I don't want to I don't want to kick you while you're down or, or make fun of the one um, weak impression you gave out That's just right. trying I mean, to be supportive of you I know I know my my weaknesses I know when I fail to deliver uh, yeah you can't do blackface who would have thought well, easy. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> no I one, mean, impersonate black people. No one mentioned that. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. You're right. You can do blackface. All right. Well, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, as you can imagine, the uh, shooting principal photography on John Cooper starts a week from Wednesday. So September 13th, we are on set, cameras rolling. All systems go, and it is pretty fucking nerve-wracking. I mean, I'm, I'm glad so, that it's just busy round the clock to sort of keep my mind occupied, but late at night when things slow down and I got a little bit of weed in my system, there's, there's a little bit of panic anxiety happening. Yeah, and it's, it's all made that much worse that there is a nationwide Ritalin shortage so a couple weeks ago, I had to start rationing and take myself off, which you are not really supposed to do, but I don't have a fucking choice. It, it kind of started over the pandemic because for some reason, Adderall became really tough to get. So all these psychologists... Or psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. I always forget which is which. Psy- psychiatrists. Psychologists can't prescribe medicine. They're the ones that make you sit on the couch and talk about people touching your feet. And chit chat. Yeah. yeah. So the other one. Yeah. They, they it's an specific- oversimplification, but yes. Glad you picked up on that, Shuddy. But yeah, they, uh, they, they were just like, all right, if you can't get any Adderall, we'll just switch you all to Ritalin. So everybody with ADD, it was kind of split 50-50. But now 100% of people were getting scripts written for Ritalin, and that completely knocked the fucking supply chain off off its kilter. And um, so it's, it's been going on for a while. But usually, you know, I call my refill in the day I'm allowed to. You have to do it every 30 days. And it started being like, all right, well, I have to wait a week for it to get back in stock. Then it was like, all right, two weeks to get back in stock. I've now been waiting for about two months for my last prescription to be refilled. Have you tried a different pharmacy? It's they're out fucking everywhere. 
Like everybody's fighting over it, and I, I think since I've been getting my shit filled here for so long that they kind of like bumped me up. The last time I, I had to call in and talk to the pharmacist, and they're like, "Yeah, we see that you've been here for a while and been waiting for a minute, so you're like first in line on the next shipment we get in." But I've been with I haven't been taking my meds for a couple weeks now, and it is it is not fucking easy. Like you know, it throws your whole chemicals out of whack so i've felt really weird um it's been really tough to fucking obviously focus and i kind of figure if i'm gonna be with like struggling i'll struggle in pre-production rather than when we're on set so i have a stockpile ready to go for when we start shooting but fuck it has not been fucking easy just get some cocaine doesn't that do the same thing yeah but then I gotta it's get the some Hollywood move. I gotta get some Yeah, I mean I gotta get some fentanyl strips to make sure nobody's fucking poisoning my ass. That's fair. We don't want that to happen. No. Like the best I can find is that like I guess all ADD medicine is pretty much manufactured in Florida. And I guess this is what happens when you put America's dick in charge of anything important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh maybe, man. Maybe put down so the daiquiris, you... put your put your shoes on, take your flip-flops off and make some fucking meds. This is a random thought, but I it, along the same lines at least or um having to do with the topic we're discussing. Is there a chance that it's that the strike could help you get this movie sold? There have been discussions where that theory is floated for sure because you know there's the, be less inventory you would yeah, think the pipeline is completely clogged it's it's me and my independent dick jokes and then just a slew of a24 films so fingers crossed yeah i mean they're gonna need something to put out in the theaters and while they're ramping back up hollywood you're gonna be sitting there with the goods just being like what's up well you guys want a surefire is... hit right now or you want to wait for Tom Cruise to get his finger out of his ass and, and do something new. The contract we signed with SAG is a new media, so oh, we cannot be a theatrical release, but maybe it'll get us sold to a bigger streamer. Oh, wait. While the while the strike is happening, you can't go into theaters or never? Never. Oh. I mean, I guess... How do you they, feel about that? They could if somebody. I mean, the Lance. You get the 30th anniversary, and it's like the most groundbreaking rated R comedy ever. And it's like, hey, you know what? We're gonna put this in wide release theater to celebrate. Well, that would be that would be sick. But just going. When we hear those beautiful noises of Jeff drinking, <laughs> uh, based on what I've gathered, the uh, if. It were to go theatrical, so say it gets bought by like you know a bigger line cinema, yeah, like a like a bigger production company, and they wanted to do a theatrical release. I think they what they would have to do is revisit all of the actors' contracts and give them all a pay bump, so everybody would get like a nice little bonus. But you know, obviously, with this being as low budget in India as it is, that could not currently happen. But if somebody somebody really liked it, like we can go to festivals with it and find buyers that way. Like our um, 
our cinematographer, his first feature was shot, I think, for like a hundred grand. And it's this movie called Poser, and it looks fucking gorgeous. Like you watch, even watch the trailer for it, and you're like, they made this for a hundred grand. That's that's incredible. And I think it went to. I can't remember if it was TIFF or Tribeca, but it was one of those, and it sold to, like, Showtime. It just kind of sucks that right now comedy is considered, like, a fringe category. You know, people aren't really fucking with comedies. The biggest stuff selling to streamers is horror movies, sci-fi flicks, thriller, like, crime procedurals, and... Family films, like Hallmark shit. That's what everybody's kind of snagging. But comedies are just like, nobody wants to touch them. I feel like horror movies are maybe the easiest to get made. Is there a chance you ever do a horror movie since you're into the horror genre? Fuck yeah. Like, I I have, I already have an idea. Kevin Zombie? Well, I have Zombie Beach Party ready to go, but that's, that's that's right. The way it's written now, that would be pretty high budget. That would cost, I don't know, I'm I'm guessing seven figures at least, low seven figures to, to make that. That trailer is ridiculous. Proposer, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks really solid, right? Yeah. So, like, one of my biggest fears, like, in the early stages of going into this is like, ah, oh, man, I hope... You know when you watch those just like cheap shitty movies? I mean, I know you and Dom watch them all the time, Shuddy. We just watched one called Big Money Hustlers. Yeah, and that that will be sent back to you guys today to go up on our Patreon. Uh, I've, I've had it for a minute has, now, but was a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, but it it was extremely low budget. Yeah, and look at look at what Logan Floyd, the cinematographer, was able to do with Poser. You know. Yeah. So John Cooper at least is going to look fucking great. It's not going to look cheap. It's not going to look shitty. We have an awesome uh, production designer. So they're going to like set dress all of the locations to look really, really cool. You know how sometimes you watch a, again, you watch in a low budget movie and it kind of looks like they're just in an empty house, like almost like Jeff's backdrop in the beginning of the, the zoom days, like nothing on the walls, one single solitary sad lamp. Speaking of which, I got a little mama in here. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got some some really really cool people. Like, and that's also the strike has helped us. Like, we just signed um, a second AD who has worked on Michael Bay movies and stuff. And I think she was on some some huge production that got shut down by the strike. And word of mouth was like, hey, there's this there's this indie flick that's shooting for a couple of weeks that has a SAG waiver. And um, we were able to What's sign her up. name? Can you give it out on the uh, oh, um, on podcast? I think so. I don't think she would be bummed out by the shout out. Um, Leah Newberg. Leah Newberg. So, is she going to be on set every day while you're while you're shooting? Yeah. Okay. And. Um, are me and am I going to be able to come on set at all? Fuck yeah! It's sweet because I got to ask her about Armageddon. Would she be a part of that? She's probably no. too. She's made too long ago for her. She's young. She's young. She's younger than us. Okay, so she wasn't well, doing movies in the nineties. Hopefully, um, 
you know, she did her due diligence on the guy she worked with and went back and watched Armageddon. She has some opinions on that. Because <laughs> yeah. I recently watched it again and it holds up, let me tell you. And I would love to hear her thoughts of it as a uh, Hollywood professional who has worked with Michael Bay. But I mean, we can yeah. save that for me I, and Leah will discuss that uh, on set. I saw it in person. Your your birthday movie in Long Beach was the football matrix with um, Armageddon thrown into the mix. And I got to say, you, it took a lot of prodding from the other people there to get you to put it on the main featured television. That was sort of disrespectful to Armageddon. I thought you kind of liked that movie. Well, um, I I don't know. I felt like people, as ridiculous as it might sound, I thought people would be more into football than Armageddon. But yeah, a bunch of people were like, no, let's get Armageddon, the volume on Armageddon. So I was willing to make that happen, even though I had a decent amount of money on that football game. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think, if you have it on a TV, a tiny TV on mute while you're watching football, I don't even think you can in good good faith log that on Letterboxd. Pardon me, Letterbox D. Wait, if I have Armageddon, I've already seen Armageddon, though. Say it again. If I if I have Armageddon on TV and then football on the big TV, I can't log Armageddon on on, on Letterbox. That's what I thought you just said. Did I miss you? No, you repeated repeated it back pretty much verbatim. Well, Come on, I've already seen it. This is some the logic on Kevin's part. I don't agree. That's pretty much the entire basis of this podcast. Is Kevin's? What did you say? What was that Italian word? No, no, just just tr- give it a shot. Just give it a shot, Jeff. Fun Fakta. No. <laughs> Concocta? No. Fakakta. I Damn still it, can't Shady. say it. Fakakta? <laughs> Whatever. Fakakta. brain. What is it? Cocksucta? <laughs> trifecta cocksucta? Whatever. Yeah, same difference. You guys get what I'm... You're you guys f- are picking up what I'm putting down. You're a fucking trifecta, Kevin. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but yeah, happy birthday, officially, Jeff. Yes, happy birthday. I know it was yesterday. Yeah, but... 37, baby. Yeah, I turned uh, 37 yesterday, September 3rd. Uh, pretty good weekend. You guys came out and helped me make the most of it, so that was cool. Yeah. We had my birthday party Saturday night, the night before my birthday. Uh, a bunch of bunch of familiar friends came through. Um, obviously, bitch-ass Paul, Kevin, Steph, um, a few other homies came through. It was a good time. We got a bunch of uh, catering from this Korean fried chicken spot in Orange County, which I fucking love. Kevin, I didn't ask you, how did you like that food? It was sick. I was I was a little thrown off by, because there, there was a box of wings, and they looked to be... Mm-hmm nude or non-breaded and then there were like clusters of some kfc looking fried chicken and i they were kind of like rectangular so i just popped one in my mouth and didn't realize that they were full of bones yeah (laughs) yeah we got we got an order of chicken wings and then three or four full chickens but yeah the the full chickens do have bones and and the the little pieces so you gotta watch out that that is that should have came with some sort of disclaimer. You make a good point, but 
Yeah, I was a little nervous. You're going to be too bummed out by all the onions and either the kimchi fried rice or the seafood pancake, but oh, I, I didn't even make it work. I didn't even get a piece of the seafood pancake. I think that went quick. I and think you know, Je- Kevin some. likes onions and fried rice. I'm sure he can live with that. Dude, we have so many leftovers. Like I'm, and I have so much beer too. I'm pretty much set until like week eight of the NFL season. Well, now's as good a time to bring it up as any. Let's do our weigh-ins. Oh no! Oof! I I can't. I actually don't even have a scale on me. I didn't go this morning. I'm just gonna assume I I'm back over the starting number. Like my diet the past four days has been atrociously bad. Yeah, I mean, lots of, of beer, party mode, part um, cake, birthday cake with ice cream. Fried chicken. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I would think it's safe to assume Jeff and I both gain weight. Go get your scale. Ugh, God damn it! I went to this um, South Mexican restaurant, actually in Koreatown of all places, last night. Called I think it's pronounced Gala Gaita. Um, they specialize in like molies and it's Oaxacan food. I, I invited Kevin. He couldn't come through, but got some holy molies. Been... Oh man, it was I thought it was really good, but um it was a it was a hell of a meal and we brought home leftovers that we could hardly fit into the goddamn fridge because of all the exis- existing leftovers we already had. But all right, here we go. You guys ready? Uh, yeah. What did he start at? What did you start at, Kevin? One seventy-one point four. Yeah. All right. I was trying to see if I could get a uh, drum roll, a sound effect. Yeah. Let's see. Where is this fucking thing? Oh wait. I got to save that for after I step on the scale. This is the bike who got me on the penis, people. Penis, people. I'm a fucking cock. I'm a goddamn cock. Ow! Penis, people. Ha! Here we go. Hold on, let me take my headphones off. Damn it! That was, it's it's worse than you thought, is what you're saying. Hold on, let me. I think there's some dust on the scale too. Let me wipe that off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's it say, ah, buddy? Fuck. I'm I'm fatter than you are, so. I'm like 173. So you didn't gain any weight. How was that that's possible? That's what, what you weighed last week. Man, and I still, between last week and now, ate a decent amount of salads and had overnight oats with nuts and berries for my breakfast. And I'm still a fucking fat, roly-poly piece of shit. This is gonna We're be just going to put Jeff in at his 257 again. Oh, my God. Uh, that would that's, that's very nice of you. Um... And I I weighed in at 195 last week. I also ate like shit this weekend. Uh and I I'm 
194.8. What was your starting weight again? 201. So uh, I'm down I'm down almost seven pounds. Yeah, it's still going in a good direction. Yeah, I'm fucked. Just just plateaued essentially for this past week. The dogs and I are doing almost three miles a day. Well, Kevin, maybe you being out and about or not out and about, but working. Um that's gonna definitely Yeah, it's yeah. gonna fuck me up. I'm not going to have the luxury of like <laughs> preparing my own meals, eating healthy. I'm going to be living off of craft services. And uh, I mean, it's not going to be just oh, like, a, well, you should way. talk to the, to the craft, ser- the guy who's in charge of craft services and <laughs> you mean Cheech? Yeah. some healthy options for you. <laughs> Cheech. Talk yeah. to Cheech. Dude, since you're paying all the bills, you should just like, get craft services for one less person, save money and just have that be, you can save money and lose weight. I'll just starve to death. <laughs> Collapse yeah. on set. Just, just do some fucking cocaine and vodka. Oh. Like all the other superstar movie makers out here. I'll be Come the on. most hated director in town by like craft services was was nothing but fucking mini carrot bites. <laughs> yeah, all craft services is is crudite. Yeah, it's just nothing but crudite platters and water. So like just like little bags of Fritos and Doritos. I mean, I've never been on a film set before, but the TV sets that I've been on, the craft services, it's a lot of like fruit snacks and chips and nothing. stuff you can buy easily in bulk. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be have Cheech go to Costco every morning. <laughs> yeah, Cheech, Cheech is going to PA a couple a couple days of the shoot. Which yep. I'm pumped Cheech about. Charging the, he's charging the fuck out of Kevin. Cheech's rate is expensive. Yeah. Who knew a, a first timer PA was going to charge two thousand dollars a day? <laughs> you want you want the goods or not, Kevin? That's a good point. You want quality? You got to pay for quality. <laughs> you want this fucking movie to ever be in the theaters? You better get Cheech. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's it's crazy. A lot of stuff came down to like the wire fell into place. Still oh, that's a few a good things, movie. Or a good show. Still oh, a few things mind. waiting to fall into place, but I don't know. Everybody seems confident where it's gonna happen. I it, I don't want to jinx it, but it feels like it's a lock to happen. Oh, it's a lock. Can it's, we, it's happening. Can we talk about the ways that you lose? Is there any way it doesn't happen? Is it just your death? Is that it? Just like if you die? Well, hopefully if I die, they'll just bump the first AD up to director and the project <laughs> lives. Yeah. You guys have access to my bank. It's direct deposit, so I'll, I'll keep paying the bills even after I die. I mean, the... The, I, I believe the department heads all have their P cards, which is like preloaded gift cards that with their department's budget loaded up on it to just go what? and get what they need. Yeah. Is that all like, that's your money, right? That's, no, you loaded up the P cards. There's, oh, okay. there's other, there's a, a couple other investors. Nice. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I mean, people are, people are getting paid. Contracts are signed. Um, locations have all been locked in. Equipment's been rented. Insurance package has been purchased. Like it is. So there's nothing else that needs to be done. You're just waiting for the debt. Yeah. 
I That's need to go make exciting, a phone dude. call real quick, guys. I'll be right back. I have to call my agent. Better be John Cooper related. Oh, man. I just got one of those automated texts from CVS, and I was like, yes, my fucking prescription. Nope. It's like, hey, we have flu shots. Come on in and get one. My fucking Ritalin. Fucking yeah. scumbags. Supposedly getting those flu or COVID booster shots is just how you get more COVID. So they said outkick at least. So I don't know. I take yeah. their, their word. Outkicks. Science division. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Science and health division. We actually do have a doctor, a uh, writing doctor that's on staff, but he, he only deals with football injuries, really. He doesn't deal with COVID. Do you, do you do you think he shares any similarities with the doctor that I used to go to to get my med card every year who was um, uh, profusely sweating even when it was air conditioned inside? He looks a little like, kind of hot, and uh, <laughs> or at least that he runs hot and yeah, gets a little, a little sweaty, sweaty, but but he um he is he is like a, a legit like doctor and um. Has like worked with a bunch of professional athletes. I think he's worked for a couple teams. So like his his analysis is is actually really good. But um, I don't know. I don't know if he if he'd be a good primary care physician. Probably probably wouldn't. I don't think that's his lane. <laughs> but apparently yeah. now there was this guy who was fat and sweaty. Um, Dude, man, that's exciting. Then yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Actually, getting this movie and made. fucking nerve wracking too. Because I mean, there's Ooh. always there there is always something that could happen, and I mean, from from what people have been priming me for day one, like be prepared, stuff like the sky will fall, like it doesn't matter who the director is, what the budget of the movie, things fall through. You have to be able to just like adapt and find a quick solution on the spot. Um, you know, film sets just do not run smoothly. There's so many fucking tiny little parts making up bigger parts making up bigger parts and one little thing is going to happen and cause a chain reaction it's just being able to adapt on the fly and power through and i mean just like my time in radio you know has prepped me for stuff like that and all these people have experience they've all been on film sets before so i'm not sweating that stuff but you know there's always things that could come out at the at the right when you're at the finish line. Like I don't know, an actor just being like, "Yeah, I changed my mind. I'm dropping out." And she's like, "Wait, what?" Like I don't think there's a high probability of that, but it's you know, it's not completely the it's out a, of the realm of possibility. Right. Okay. So a family emergency. You, you never know. Right. Random COVID. Yeah. Uh, I mean that's that's stressful. You know, I was kind of hoping that I was going to get COVID going out to the bar with you guys this weekend because that would give me enough time to recover and get that sweet, sweet immunity. But I'm feeling fine. Well, <laughs> the bar I went to, they try to give they try to give everyone COVID. If COVID, if one person had COVID, we all would have gotten COVID. It was so like oh dick God. to ass, jam packed. Some some chick walked by me and was like coughing up a lung, and as she passed, I was like. <laughs> Cough on me. Yeah, just huffing it. But um, I don't know. I've so been seeing some the- stuff that they're they're like you know all those new variants that are coming out. 
I guess they're saying that it's not now that they finally have some hard data on it, it's not as contagious as previous ones. So little little bit of a ray of hope there. Uh one one of the so things after, Go ahead. I was saying so after you actually finish the movie. Yeah. Like what's the next thing that you have to accomplish? So at that well, point editing it, right. Yeah. It goes so. into editing, sound mixing, um, any sort of ADR we need to do. Like if somebody delivers a line and like a garbage truck goes by or something honks or there's like a weird noise in the background, you have to call people in to do ADR. Um there's also, you know, being that this is a mockumentary and we only could afford to have a 13-day shooting schedule, we're reaching out to, like, actual celebrities to play themselves. And we're, we got a few people actually locked in that, you know, I want to kind of keep as a surprise, but there are some people that are locked in now. And one of them has already committed to showing up on day one of the shoot. So we're going to get there. They're talking to the camera, playing themselves, cameos done there. Um, but we've also been given the green light. The couple camera people, couple sound people, the cinematographer were like, look, until we're picture locked, which is which takes a couple months, we can go out and anytime somebody is like, yeah, I'll do a cameo, we can even just, like at the drop of a hat, grab a camera, a sound guy, go to their house if they're cool with it and just shoot their lines there and like, an hour or two and then bank them. So the editor is, is chill with us like up until, you know, it's picture locked sending them any cameos we get to just splice into the movie, wherever they're, wherever they fit. So the cameos are, that's all like the, the mockumentary style. I'm assuming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Again, that's fucking pretty, pretty exciting that it's actually happening. Yeah, for real. And if if it has, I don't know, like if it's successful, makes money, and or and or leads to another gig or or another um, another movie, right? Um, man, it, I actually like the bit of bad luck you had leading up to it would have been good luck, <laughs> effectively. Yeah, because it kind of it motivated you, but you're you're back against the wall. Yep. And I'm, so. I'm I'm really hoping that maybe this strike, you know, uh, the pendulum swings back the other way. Like in the 90s, spec scripts were worth their weight in fucking gold. And then everybody wanted to play it safe and be like, no, 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 we're only shooting ideas that the studio comes up with. So we hire writers to shoot, to write our ideas. Because I don't, I don't really do well with stuff like that. Like, I don't know if I would ever be good at like, adapting an idea or whatever yeah like hey we want to do another reboot of herbie the love bug write us a script or like i don't think i would be good at writing marvel movies or you know you know just the most outrageous scenario possible like a writing job on the simpsons like i don't know if i'm good at writing other people's characters i like to just do my own stuff oh i mean the the only pushback that i have Let's see. You're in a writing room for that, right? Oh, oh no, I'm probably no, getting it, weird. Yeah, a little bit. Of, I'm getting like notified on my Zoom. Am I sounding weird? Yeah, you're cutting out every now and then, but we can mo- for the most part hear you. Um, 
I was just saying, it's like, you never really worked in a writing room. So like, maybe you would actually do really well in a writing room once you like got the, the speed of it. And it was obviously a, a good team and, I don't know. Maybe maybe that would be something you did you did well in. But I hear your point. Yeah, like if like if I don't know, you know. Again, the most fucking absurd, unlikely scenario. But if this movie got a lot of attention and was successful, and maybe somebody was like, "Give me one of your bigger, but not bigger budget scripts, and let's shoot that." And then it was like, "Hey, this big studio wants you to write, you know, the next National Treasure movie or some shit like that." I'd be like. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do that. Let's do zombie. I'm busy Be- making other movies. Let's do zombie beach party too. I don't. I can't. I couldn't just like in a writer's room. Yeah, maybe I could come up with some like fun ideas for characters to do, or you know, right. But I do plots, it B plots. But like, if if it was like, yeah, write write the next Ant Man movie, I'd be like, yeah, I can't. I can't fucking do that. I'm not. Well, we I'm keep hanging enough. out with that. Uh the screenwriters breakfast brunch crew. Maybe they'll, maybe you can glean some, some wisdom for them on how to do that. <laughs> that's the type of stuff that some of them work on, right? See, I don't know. I got to ask. Cause I, you know, my, I, I asked my one buddy about when he wrote seven and he was like working at tower records, and just, just came up with the idea and just wrote it. Like that wasn't a studio tapping him. That was his idea. So I don't know if all of his stuff has been spec scripts. Like, I mean, I'm guessing he got hired to write Sleepy Hollow. Right. But that's kind of like, I don't know, I might be able to do something like that, like like as a fun homework assignment, like something that's in the public domain, like, hey, put your own spin on the Sleepy Hollow story or something like that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know what his stuff, like he's got The Killer coming out, the new Fassbender movie. Like he wrote that. And I'm pretty sure that was based on a comic. So yeah, I guess he I guess he does do studio higher, stuff. higher jobs, yeah. Um yeah, the killers does look pretty awesome, huh? I'm so fucking pumped. And it got like a Have I think you talked it, to this guy at all about that? Yeah. Like is he like is he jacked up? He's like, yeah, this is gonna be fucking sick. Like yeah, when do you see this shit? I know he's he's pumped and it just premiered at I think Venice. Over okay. the weekend, um, and got a really good buzz. Like the, I, I guess there's no, what do they call it, uh, moratorium or ban on reviews. And it's already got a Rotten Tomato score, and I saw it was pretty high when I checked. So that's exciting. Right. Was it embargo? Yeah, is that the word you're looking for? Yeah. What did you say? I don't remember. He said moratorium. <laughs> moratorium. Not- Nosferatu? I think a moratorium is where a bunch of deviants go to vomit on each other. No. Oh, no, wait, that's a vomitorium. Am I thinking about sanitarium? Whatever, don't fucking listen to me. I'm sleep-deprived. Talk it out. Come on, you're almost there. No, you got me. You got me across the line. (laughs) Moratorium. All right. Yeah, it is definitely fucking nerve-wracking. It's occupying like every single one of my waking thoughts. Um, I mean, still making little tweaks to the script based on, you know, some ideas that the producers have floated. And it's like, shit, I didn't know. 
people would be okay with changing, obviously nothing major, but adding stuff, taking some stuff out like this late in the game. But I mean, I'm into it. I feel like that's got to be something that happens to every writer or filmmaker. Once you hit the deadline and you got to just commit and go through with it years later, you're like, you think of something like, ah, fuck, that would have been cool. That would have been cool to have in there. Or, ah, man, I wish I had changed that one line a little bit. That one kind of wasn't as effective as, as I had hoped. So, I mean, being able to like continue to polish and get this as good as it can be right up until we shoot is a cool, cool luxury to have. But again, it's also fucking stressful. Like all that weighs on you as you're like the deadline is right there and and like the pressure is on to find, you know, you change one little thing and it's almost like playing Jenga. Like you pull one piece and another piece starts wobbling and you got to fix that. But, you know, good nerves. I'll take it. I'll take good nerves over being fucking like sitting on my thumbs waiting for something to do. That's for damn sure. But, uh, uh-oh, are you, are you, is your audio still connected, Jeff? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Can you hear me? No. Nope. How about now? Hey. Now we can. There we go. Hey, so how did the rest of your, your birthday night go? Because I know Carl and I kind of had to dip around midnight, and you and a few people hung back. Yeah, well, then my brother and his girlfriend used you guys leaving as an excuse to leave. We actually just stayed for one more beer. Oh. And what I figured out, and I'm not you know, too down on myself about this. I do kind of feel bad, but I just made the, I made the wrong bar decision. No one was really that into it. It was too crowded, too too young it was just not the right it was not the right vibe we should have went back to the place that we went to last year but yeah but that place also got like really crowded and loud yeah i think long beach is just popping well yeah i mean just now that i think about it and i and i obviously should have realized that of this going into it but it's like it's a strip of college bars. It's Labor Day weekend. So these kids were coming back to school and going to go nuts. You know yeah. what I mean? That's pretty much what happened. I mean, I mean, we got in pretty being... easily, but like, I remember at some points when we were sitting at the bar looking over and there was a fucking massive line of people waiting to get in. And that place was truly nuts to butts. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, I, I, even though it was like pretty much all like, 21 year olds like literally like all 21 22 year olds like the, the music they were playing was fine like i wasn't uh, i don't know like i liked it and i think it was the kind of hip-hop music you would get into right kevin you were like the music was an issue it was just like you couldn't really get a drink and you're just stuck like you said dicks dicks to asses with a bunch of college kids <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was cool. I just want to like shake it up and leave my apartment. So all good, whatever. No, I think it was fine. It was a fun night. I uh I mean I had fun. I appreciate you coming out. And the best part of it was we got to hit the scooters. Which is fucking yeah. so much. This is my favorite part of the night. That was awesome. We gotta just yeah. do that sometimes, like not even have a destination. Just meet up in Long Beach, rent some scooters and see where the night takes us. I love it, dude. Well, 
I'll bring a book bag full of beer. We'll just scoot and drink beer. <laughs> Could you get a DUI? You'd have to be able to get a DUI for that, right? Yeah. yeah. If you can get a DUI on a bicycle, then yeah, I would say. Yeah, I think yeah. you can get DUIs on skateboards. You can literally get a DUI on anything that has wheels. So if you were rollerblading drunk, you could probably get a DUI. Terrible. But whatever. Uh, scooters are could... sick, and, and we'll, we will party hard on, on scooters one day. I mean, I know it qualifies as more of a vehicle than probably even a skateboard does, but you know those like little tiny teeny versions of cars that you get for toddlers and little kids? Power wheels? Yeah, if you were wasted on a power wheel, like that would be the funniest picture ever of you like, like would they, they would have to throw you over the hood of their own car because they can't throw you over yeah. the hood of a power wheels. Imagine you got both your hands on your power wheel and they're like, they're fucking patting you down. <laughs> that'd be awesome i need your license and registration oh no the button on the fucking glove compartment's fake it doesn't do anything (laughs) i don't know where my my registration or uh insurance is i mean here's the receipt from toys r us high speed chase and they put out the spike strips for the power wheel (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're on fucking like atla they're just covering the high speed chase on, on the news man this has to go in john cooper too Oh, oh man. man, that would be an that would be kind of a bitch in DUI. Like if there was ever such a thing, my one buddy got the I think the lamest DUI of anyone I've ever heard personally. Uh, he fell asleep in the Wendy's drive-through. It's like that one. That one hurts, dude. I have that one beat. So years ago, when I was a little kid, when we were still going to the Jersey Shore for a week every summer, it was. Like Shuddy, you've been there. We we rent like mm-hmm. a couple houses on a on one of the streets in Lavalette, New Jersey. That's like a beach block, and that way we we can all get wasted. We can walk to the beach. Nobody really has to drive anywhere. We're within walking distance of a lot of restaurants, and my my family likes to party. And one night the kegs were out. Somebody got a Thanks. little oh, a little baby. too tipsy. There were some words said. Some feelings got hurt. And he Does decided to his name rhyme with Uncle Job. No, this is this is uh, was an in law who um, is has since been divorced and is no longer a technical family member. But <laughs> he's now an outlaw. He was he was a good dude. I liked him a lot. But he you know he got his his fifis hurt, so he went to the car to just chill out a little bit and put some music on. Cop came by, saw the car running pulled over to talk to him, smelled alcohol, and he got a DUI for not even driving. He just got in the car so he could listen to music. But to me, that's not in any way funny. Like, the getting passed, passing out in the Wendy's drive-thru, that's, like, like, that's funny. That's a funny, like, little snippet. Getting, like, into an argument and just going to decompress and listen to music in your car, that's that's a shitty DUI, is all I mean. Like, that guy was... My buddy was driving drunk, like clearly, right? That's how I got to Wendy's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it was like a fair DUI in a sense, and then the way they caught him was just hilarious. So I had I had a guy I, that yeah. I was working with when I was doing construction. Who one Friday, him and his brother like got wasted at his house. He passed out on the couch. Woke up in the morning, got on his motorcycle, 
to go home, got pulled over, and failed a breathalyzer and got a DUI the next day. That's another one that that stinks because you did the right thing, but it just wasn't right enough. Yeah, it wasn't right in the eyes of science, I suppose, and the law. (laughs) You know how much me and my people have an issue with science. (laughs) Fucking bullshit is what it is. Who trusts the experts? Fucking sheep, that's it. Yeah. All this fucking round earth bullshit just to sell more globes. Get the fuck out of here. I know, I know, I know fucking, what's his name? The big, big globe. I'm just getting one over on us little guys. Yep. Maps are way less expensive than globes. You got to move that product. And they're flat, which is like the earth. Yep. Um, I did find time to sneak across the street to see a film. Because there was one last R-rated comedy that sort of flew under the radars for me that hit theaters that I wanted to, you know, throw my support behind. Have either of you guys heard about Bottoms? No. I uh, Did I? No. Is it a gay, like, romance comedy? So or just it, gay comedy. It sounds like that. Yeah, it is. But it's it's like a lesbian super bad fight club. And it wasn't I know, even I feel like I've seen this. I don't know. It wasn't even on my radar until it was like, hey, coming out this week. And I was like, whoa, I got like no advance notice of this. But it got really, really good reviews. Um, supposed to like from what I heard about it, super, super raunchy R rated comedy. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah, let's do it. And Carl and I went, and it was fucking nuts. It was pretty fucking wild. It's it's basically like these two lesbian friends in high school are like coming back from summer break for, I guess, senior year. And they're just like, this is the year. This is the year we get pussy. This is the year we fuck the hot cheerleaders. It's essentially just super bad with with lesbians but the it's less like you know how super bad kind of felt like a grounded like even though it had its over the top silly moments it was kind of it was pretty reality based yeah there was some yeah yeah yeah. this was more like cartoony so it had some stuff that was just way wacky and zany and was not grounded in reality at all um i had to look them up on imdb but there is a sports ball guy in it Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, beast mode, baby. Yeah, he was one of the, the teachers, and he was fucking hysterical. Yeah, and he's he was pretty funny as, like, a football player in, like, his, his interviews. His, like, post-game interviews. Like, one, I think he famously said, I'm only here so they don't find me. He was really good in it. Yeah. And it was, he's like, got some, like... Addiction to, I don't know if addiction is the right word, but he just loves Skittles. So whenever he scored a touchdown, the fans would throw Skittles at him into the end zone. It's pretty yeah. sick. Yeah. I would have been like, you know what? I have this thing for gold bars and jewelry. <laughs> and every time you score a touchdown, people just throw diamonds at you and shit. I think he's another one of these guys. We talked, I think, I think we talked about it recently. How, I don't think he spent any of his football money. I think all of the money that he spent has been like advertisement money, sponsorship money. And he saved all of his football money. Didn't Shaq do that too? 
I guess yeah, that's basketball money, not, that. not football money, but. Yeah, which is a lot more. Like Shaq's got like just stupid money, but yeah, supposedly Shaq didn't spend any of his his basketball money either. Just sponsorship, TV money, all that other. All like he made a shit ton of money. Yeah, he's got to be filthy, stinking rich. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up actually. Shaq net worth. I mean, I would say it's got to be four hundred million. I would say at wow, least. Wow. According to ClutchPoints.com, I don't know why they showed up, but his net worth is four hundred million. Wow, yeah. solid. Yeah, that's that's like mogul shit. I mean, R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. He was reportedly worth like four hundred mil as well. I think. What? How did he get that money? Margaritaville. Airheads. Devoted fan base, oh, yeah. bought all of his merch, go to all of his shows, buy all his music, his music, the royalties he made was probably sick, and then Margaritaville money. What, what exactly is Margarita, Margaritaville? I, I'm not it's sure well, what that it, is. It's his song. Is that in Florida? I thought that was a song, right, but did they turn him into a chain of restaurants or something? Yes, they did. So you yeah. knew exactly... So you <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I guess I wasn't sure if it was if it was if there was more than just a song there. I wasn't sure about that. Maybe in twenty thousand years, when MSPH is where it should be, um, we can start Farteritaville. Hmm. And a bunch I'm of sure doo doo and fart themed restaurants that will be in every shopping mall. All right, back yeah, to the drawing I mean, board. No, we can keep talking about this idea if you want. <laughs> but yeah, bottoms, yeah. bottoms was fucking good, man. I was impressed. Uh, had some pretty crazy shit. What's her name? Um, Cindy Crawford's daughter is in it. How does she, she look? She essentially looks like a cloned twenty-one-year-old version of Cindy Crawford. I gotta look her up. And she was, I mean, her. Line delivery was fucking spot on. She's she's got some chops. She had some they gave her some really funny lines in that movie. I don't know, it was cool. This this could be a stupid question. What's her last name? Gerber. Oh, that's right. She married uh Cindy Crawford married the head of Gerber, right? He's like baby food. The heir of the Gerber fortune, yeah. So Man, kind of so makes just, sense. Just like stupid money. If you want to land Cindy Crawford, you have to be a handsome billionaire, and that I mean, that's how it played out. And he came after Richard Gere. Yeah, well, I mean, I imagine following a guy who sticks gerbils up his butt isn't a too too hard act to follow. <laughs> Allegedly, but probably, but almost definitely. <laughs> Whoa, this is random. Uh. Is her name Kaya? Kaya Gerber? Yeah. Also born on September 3rd. We got the same birthday. Oh. Well, now you got a nice cool little ice Nice little icebreaker of whatever. Forever stuck in a room together. <laughs> hey, you know, you and I have the same birthday. Talk to me again and I will mace you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so I'll send you a gift on September 3rd. <laughs> But um, yeah, bottoms, thumbs up. That was a fucking really solid flick. Super nice. funny, packed theater, 
Got a lot of big reactions. It was good, man. Let's suck. I'll suck four bottoms, dicks. Did, did Carl see it? Yeah. Was she as pumped about it as you were? Yeah, she liked it a lot. Nice. It was just so... It was really fucking weird, too. They really they really swung for the fences. Oh. Oh, well. Just like raunchy jokes weird, or what do you mean? Raunchy jokes weird. There were some fairly non-PC moments for, you know, oh, wow. a, a gay movie made in 2023. Did you have um, an F word? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's... If it's if it's gay people doing it, it's acceptable, right? It's kind of like yeah. the N word with, with, with in rap music. Yeah, can't call Dr. Dre a racist. <laughs> no, no, can't call Kaya Gerber. A well, is she was she was she a gay chick in it? Mm, it's kind of spoilery. Spoilers, but... spoilers. All right, my bad. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, it was that was worth seeing. It was a solid comedy. So, did you see anything? No. Yeah, I got nothing new to to review, unfortunately. I feel like that's a lie, but I can't think of what I've seen to review. So I guess I'm not lying. Armageddon. Some, well, of course. I mean, do you do we want to talk about that? <laughs> well, who are we? Someone in, uh, at my party saw the movie but didn't remember the animal cracker scene. Was that Carl? I think it was Carl. It's like how the, of all the scenes, that is the actual, the most memorable. Like yeah. literally, it is. And she did not like my joke about the deleted scenes when she flips over and he stuffs animal crackers up her ass. <laughs> no, Shock. that was it's... I, I laughed though. Yeah, that was a good joke. Landed with a thud with Carl though. She did not like that one. Oh, she's not going to see the second coming, the second coming of John Cooper. She is, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna force her to laugh. I'm just gonna tickle her in the funny scenes, and then I'm gonna. Steal her phone, go into letterbox, and give it a five star review. Okay, fair enough. What's Shuddy, up, Shuddy? I cut you off. What were you thinking? I was gonna say the animal cracker scene in that is similar to the um sugar packet scene in Days of Thunder, where he's using them on Nicole Kidman's thighs to explain how stock cars draft. Hmm, that's right. I haven't seen Days of Thunder in years. Uh-oh. Here we go. The sugar packet is drifting across Fish Market Alley. (laughs) Yeah, I hope the sugar packet doesn't steer into Fish Market Alley. Maybe I can work a Gushers scene into John Cooper. Wow. Now we're thinking. Or Dunkaroos, maybe? (laughs) Oh, here we go. Here comes the old... Raggedy Roo up to the Creamfield Center. <laughs> oh, that's a deep well. <laughs> Do you have an Australian second co- uh, second governor, John Cooper? No, but doesn't isn't that doesn't he do like an Australian voice in the in the animal cracker uh, scene? Touche. I touche. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Or is it just a Boston accent? Aero, here comes the uh Aero Gazelle. No, no, the he does the pubic joke. mound. Going over the 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 peaks and the mountains, but he was talking about her titties, and then yeah. down under. And he's like, "Oh, down under into the puss hole." <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish you said that in front of Carl. I mean that that you is probably, you 
you're probably a pussy. You probably never said puss all right in front of Carl. Oh, I've gotten, I've gotten rugged with jokes when it's just me and Carl. <laughs> sometimes they land. Sometimes I sleep on the couch. Yeah, that's just you got to test out your new material on her. I bet you that scene would not fly as like a romance scene in 2023. Like Ben Affleck being like, "Hey, I'm gonna shove some animal crackers right in your pussy." Yeah, it's sexy. Boy. I don't know. I think it's timeless and classic. I don't think you're. Being, I don't think you're being fair. Well, I think in the day in the 90s that was like looked at as like almost like a romantic, endearing scene. Like, oh, I would love to have Ben Affleck shove crackers in my pussy lips. <laughs> but nowadays, it's I, just like, ooh, that's a little... Ugh. You think, a, you think a, like, any any woman watching that modern day is going to be like, aw, that's so cute. I think so. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I did. Did women back in the day even really watch Armageddon and be like, "Oh, this is cute." I think so. I mean, that, that Aerosmith song was like all over the place. Chicks love yeah. that. I, I. I. Yeah. I guess chicks love Aerosmith. Uh oh! Look out for this giraffe. He's a sex pest. Whoop! He's a. This giraffe has has been me too. I was about to do some me tooing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On my on my Twitter feed, um, MSPH alum Jason Mayhem Miller apparently has been arrested again. No fucking way. Allegedly choking a fan. I mean, how I, does he still have fans? He keeps beating them up. <laughs> I know. And like, I thought the last time when, when the, a fucking SWAT team had to take him down, he was getting locked up for a really long time. Like, I, I was very surprised when he got released. I thought he was in there for fucking decades or something. Well, I, he spent a year in there, according to this article. That's got to be CTE, right? I have no idea, I mean, man, but... I, I I don't know. I don't want to like give him that much of an out. The one time he was on our podcast, I enjoyed him and I got along with well, him somehow. Did but, you, Jeff? Because the way I remember it is, he got very close to hitting you a couple of times because yeah, you kept fucking I, poking him. Yeah, but he never did, and I don't know. He he apparently hits a lot of people. So like, yeah, you I, really lucked out yeah but that was like 10 years ago i mean he well, yeah but i i wouldn't still do it i'm just saying like all right what were you gonna say Kevin? i still remember like because i was always nervous anytime we had a guest on even somebody like mayhem who i had been around a bunch of times and he came in and started digging through my fridge and found deep buried in the back you know how long things stay in my fridge jeff found yeah. A container of almond milk that Bonnie that, that had almond left milk there. is still in Kevin's fridge. <laughs> yeah, I packed he it. Was... It's, it survived two moves. <laughs> he like I saw him take it out of the fridge, and I was like, "Dude, dude, dude, dude don't, don't, no, 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 that is way expired." He's like, "I don't give a shit," and he popped the cap and just started chugging directly from it. Now, it was at least eight months past the expiration date, and it wasn't like a sealed one; it had been opened. So that shit was fucking nasty. And he I just hear him go, ah! and spiked it to the floor. 
And I was th- that was before we even sat down in front of the mics. I was like, oh no. Yeah. So he wasn't really in tip top mental condition. I was still fucking with him. But maybe, I mean, I mean, maybe his mental health has deteriorated since then. It would make sense. And he could be uh, a victim or uh, of CT or however you want to phrase it. But he, he also just was kind of just trending towards crazy. Like if he never got into, if he never got into MMA, would he be better off? I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, maybe people around him would be safer, but he'd still probably be a fucking maniac. Yeah. I mean, his nickname was Mayhem. He yeah, like showed right. up with that. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But his ass is going back to jail, it would appear. I mean, he was arrested. Who knows what the outcome, but when you have a record, it's probably, yeah. I don't know. Especially like a the violent. The man who's charging him. A violent record. Like you've been locked up multiple times, took a SWAT team to take you down when you were like naked, trashing a church, and then like hitting women. Like he's, you can only imagine this is like all this compounded shit is gonna be like, yeah, we're, we're locking you up for a considerable amount of time. Dude, let's get him on the podcast and let's have him tell his side of the story. Nope. We do it on Zoom now. We just send him the link. Nah, nah, that's all right. We'll yeah. have Shuddy. Well, Shuddy will mute him if ever he gets if he gets too just reckless. He I'm sure that would go over well. Oh yeah, <laughs> he drives a fucking Bethlehem to beat Shuddy's ass. Baker Town. <laughs> I haven't lived in Bethlehem in years. Well, good. well, we're gonna tell him Bethlehem. Yeah, good. Good thing you just corrected that information, Shuddy boy. Now he oh, knows what town to look You're for. Right. <laughs> huh. Oh man, little mama's walking in. She's she's all coned up, guys. Yeah, she got a, a Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition related injury, right? Well, I guess not related, but just coincided. Yeah, yeah, because well, I hopped off. Well, we don't really give the video for Crafter Jeff, but as far as you guys are related, I hopped off the video a couple of times and stopped talking to like look at her because I noticed something was wrong with her eyes and you guys were busting my chops a little bit, which is standard, whatever, but... I knew something was off with her. She couldn't really open her right eye. Um, and it turns out she, because we took her to the groom resort that day and she scratched her eye. Shampoo probably got in her eye. She scratched it and cut it and she got like an eye abrasion. So we had to put a cone around her and put drop. We have to put drops in her eyes every 12 hours. And then we take her back uh, Wednesday to the, to the vet to see if, if she can get the cone removed and she, she looks kind of good now. She looks fine. I think, I think she can get that cone removed Wednesday, uh, but dumbass injured herself. Yeah. Those cones are, are not easy. Nah, she's all, she's all butthurt about it. She hates it. She's <laughs> somewhat getting used to it now, but still she's, she's going to be excited to get it off. Yeah. And, um, we had this, we had, a. Uh, we had everyone at the party. Well, not everyone. I think you did, Kevin, but we had most people at the party sign her cone. Like it was like a cast. Yeah. So she got a bunch of signatures on her cone. She was tough to like get to hold still so you could sign it. Cause I was going to make mine a little bit more elaborate. I was going to draw like a big black circle and then an arrow that says little mama's glory hole. <laughs> nice. But she was, she was way too hyperactive. There's a lot of people there. Yeah, she was excited to get to hang out with a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, poor girl though. So she's walking around all coned up. Man, poor little mom. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Yeah, the, I we brought her back to. I brought her. Did I bring her? I went back to the groomers, I think, and just told them the situation. They offered to pay all the vet bills. And then the groomer was and, like, "Ooh, that sounds like a clituation to me." <laughs> um, the groomer that actually cleaned her or whatever groomed her wasn't there the day that I went to be like, Hey, you guys fucked up. But, um, I don't think according to bill, cause I, I was in the middle of something. Bill had to take her to the vet. According to bill, the vet said that she did it to herself. She scratched her own eye. Now she probably was itching to try to get the shampoo out or whatever. Her eye was irritated, but either way it was like $180 vet bill. And we, Ended up just not taking it to the groomers. We're just going to be, I don't know, whatever. Well, I assume they'll give us maybe a free, give her a free wash next time since we go there every month. Yeah. But maybe, we'll maybe see. give her a free, a free one of those like blueberry enemas she likes. Blueberry facials. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. I might not have them do that because the blue, the blueberry oil might have been what got in her eye. So really? maybe not doing that again. Oh shit! I mean, yeah, it's she. She was scratched her eye for some reason, so I would assume it was shampoo or something. She has she's uh, she's got allergies, so she's got like special medicated shampoo. But they said they don't they don't use that on the head, only the body, and they use baby shampoo for the head oh. because it's it's sensitive, right? In case it gets into their eyes. Did but, um uh. Oh fuck! I just completely brain farted. It's about oh um, does she, her allergies? Does she do that like snorting donkey noise shit? Where she's like, yeah, yeah. Fucking little Lucy does that shit too. Okay, sudden, it's almost like dry heaving. Yeah, like out of nowhere, she'll just start fucking hee hawing like a donkey. And Carl looked it up, and I, th- I guess they call it reverse sneezing. And mm-hmm. I think it's just an allergy thing. It's not anything to really worry about. I was always wondering what that was. And I knew it was an allergy thing, but reverse sneezing. Okay, cool. I was just talking about that with someone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them. Reverse sneezing. Yeah. Um, Stuff, well, girl. we do kind of have to keep this one short because we still have to go to Patreon land. And I am back to getting bombarded by texts and emails that I kind of have to address but um, Hollywood. if you guys need more MSPH in your life, especially if you've never been on our Patreon, this is the time to check it out. Um, well, the main show will be back in October, but there is close to six years worth of content on our Patreon. There's damn near 300 Patreon podcasts. There's close to three seasons worth of Crafter Jeff. There's like 60 episodes of Queef or No Queef. Um, just scores and scores of snack attacks, hijack snack attacks. There's a couple hundred Kevin Kevin's nerd holes. There's almost a hundred episodes of What the Fuck Did I Just Watch with Dom and Shuddy. Uh, just you you will not be able to consume all of it by the time we are back. Um, and you can make sure that it's not all just a list celebrities that make money in podcasting, but the OG folks too who have been at it for about 13 years. So, patreon.com slash Hour. It's a huge, huge, huge fucking help 
And um, I'm going to try and make some videos from on set to throw up there here and there over the course of the next three weeks. Nice. Gotta check in with the Puminati. Yeah. Hopefully Let them know you're still doing all right. <laughs> yep. Dude, there is a day I'm fucking dreading. I think as of right now, they are planning on one of the nights being an overnight shoot. So that day, everybody gets to set at 7 p.m. and we wrap at 7 a.m. And like, I know there's going to be... Why are you dreading that one? Because I'm fucking old, man. Like... I get, well, I mean, you have to plan accordingly, right? Like sleep throughout the day. But like, I, I'm I'm at that age now where my sleep schedule is just fucking set in stone. Like, midnight rolls around, I'm out like a light. I wake up like clockwork at eight a.m. Like, and, yeah, and to, to like you. completely flip your your sleep schedule for one day, I gotta ask you know some of the the veterans for some tips. On how to do I bet it. you their answer will be shockingly basic, like cocaine. Yeah. Which, all right, yeah. You coke. Can we can we expense this? <laughs> can we get some Absolutely. tax write-offs on our cocaine? <laughs> Just pay for it with your P card, and we'll get we'll get the sponsor to to, to foot the bill. Dude, it's gonna be fucking like I know it's just like everybody says when you're on set, it's like a high. Like especially when you're in the director's chair, it is just like you know. And it's like you are going to have a live wire up your ass all day. But even that, I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head around. How am I going to flip my sleep schedule for one day? How am I going to be awake at four in the morning and not be tired? Because I'm I'm a sleepy bitch. I get goofed on by Carl all the time. She's a couple years away from being a sleepy I was going to say sleepy bitch, but you know, sleepy herself. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to catch up, but like, I don't know. I'm definitely the oldest person on set, but, uh, yeah, yeah you are. I mean, I don't have a choice. Yeah, you'll be I fine, bro. Yeah. I know I'm going to be fine. It's just like, Ooh man. When was the last time I fucking did an all nighter? got to yeah. Nap that day. If you can get a, get a couple cold brews in the fridge. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, don't, right. I don't know what happened to Boy of Shuddy, but he must have had some big acai fires to put out. Hey, it happens. Yeah. I can relate. Hopefully he's firing someone. I always like hearing about that. Yeah. Maybe we'll get the details on Patreon, which you can hear at patreon.com slash hour. And you can also, if you want to see the video of this shit, youtube.com slash hour. Like and subscribe, please. And you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeffrey Records. And at MSPH Podcast. And at John Cooper Movie. I'm definitely going to yeah, keep that, that account active once things kick into gear a little bit more, especially when we're on set. Try and get a lot of behind-the-scenes photos posted up there. Keep everybody up to see, up to speed. So if you wouldn't mind, if you're not doing so already, please follow at John Cooper Movie on Instagram. And um, you know, the more followers we get, the cooler we look. You know, it's a super low-budget indie, so when potential buyers go to look at it and they check the socials and it's got some solid numbers and a lot of post interactions, that's going to that's gonna help out in the long run, too. Uh, but, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll kick bets. Listen to that. I'll kick bets with Jeff Clark. Football crap is about right, to happen. All right, baby. 
every Wednesday doing the NFL slate. Uh, obviously, all 18 weeks and through the playoffs. I not as busy as you. I'm not going to be as busy as you per se, Kevin, but my summer officially ends this week. I'm going to be pretty much working seven days a week for the next I don't know, until middle of June, essentially. So, oh, but I don't know. It's sports betting. So it's what I'd be doing anyways. Just got to do some content daily. But <laughs> I'll kick that's Jeff Clark. Holler at me. Um, and I guess, I guess that's a bit about it, friends. So, um, we'll be back in October. And until next time, something. Scoobity beep bop boop. It looks like audio was transmitted to the recorder. Yay, yay, yay. Oh! What is up, you pussy farts? Not much, you dingle liquor. Hey, Jeff, I made this. I made this song. In the Easter egg last week before I connected with you guys, but I want to see how you like it. Oh God! All right, let me see if I can. Okay, I think I remember how it goes. Meow 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 meow. Eat that daddy dick. Meow 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 meow. Eat that daddy dick. Point 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 meow meow meow. Eat that daddy dick. Meow 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 meow. Eat that daddy dick. Sounds like we got a head on our hands. Thinking of trying to like pitch a game show and make that the theme song. <laughs> Got to see which network wants eat that daddy dick. Oh no! Sounds like NBC or Fox. Uh, yeah, one of those two for sure. Definitely not CBS. They're too fucking prude. And here's your host, Steve Gutenberg. Meow 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 meow. meow. Eat that daddy dick. My, uh, I was just trying to offer up uh, some sort of background. Oh no, Kevin, you're frozen. Yeah, my internet, my internet, internet being good. My internet just took a shit just in time to like matrix out your meow, 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 meows. So that sounded sick. Oh, man. Yeah, my internet was shit last night, but it's rebounded this morning. Still not great. Yeah, I'm hoping mine is currently in the process of uh, coughing up its hairball. Seems to be running smooth right now. Mm-hmm. You got know, a, uh, a Labor Day MSPH. Yeah, working on holidays. Look at us. I know. Don't we always do a Labor Day MSPH? Uh, I don't probably. I, I don't think we stop doing them on uh, Mondays for Labor Day. So, guess so. Yeah. God. Meow 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 meow. Eat that daddy yeah. dick. Let's see if there's one for you, Shuddy. Meow, 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 meow. I'm glad that's over with. Meow, 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 meow. I'm glad that's over with.
<laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Coming to CBS. I'm glad that's over with. With Steve Gutenberg. Meow, 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 meow. I'm glad that's You're over with. You're dying to get Steve Gutenberg on a, to host a game show, huh? Yeah, the Goot. Is, is he still alive? <laughs> yeah. But he's doing movies that are called like... um. Like one of his more recent ones is called Lava Lantula. They're gigantic tarantulas that burst out of the ground in Los Angeles where somehow a volcano erupts and they're like made out of lava or some shit. Weird. But he's looking jacked. Gutenberg. Oh shit. He uh he was in some episodes of the Goldbergs. I'm glad that's over with. Got the jingle stuck in my head. Meow, 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 meow. Dude, I love Big Mama's house. Meow, 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 meow. Dude, I love Big Mama's house. Ginormous dong. Ginormous dong. Big black cock. That's a good one. Coming to the Disney Channel. Meow 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 meow. Big black cock. Me, 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 in a minute, I'm comfortable right now. Lazy. Oh, man. I do some work. I've been really, uh, really shipping it lately. Human fecal matter. It's my last little break before football season starts. I'm going to be going nonstop. Like, like eight months. When does that pussy shit start? Thursday. Which is why Jeff is flying to Las Vegas on Thursday morning. Like Kevin, bitch. Oh, yeah, you God. dumb pussy. Fucking dumbass. Bro, I mean, come on, Kevin. What's wrong with what's wrong with Vegas? You don't have anything bad to say about Vegas. Meow, 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 meow. God, my fucking under titties are sweating. Yeah, dude. Damn, man. I got some sweaty folds myself. Oh, man. My fucking piss flaps are glistening. <laughs> you fucking Ow! Ow! Okay. 
Let's see here. Oof. Oof, oof. Jesus Christ. Oh! All right. It looks you like... you have things for us to talk about, Kevin? Kinda. Beautiful. That's all we need. Is it kinda? <laughs> I mean, can't really do one of our usual marathon episodes. It might have to actually stay true to being Mad Scientist Party Hour this week. Because... It is not slowing down. My texts and emails are just endlessly lighting up. Stuff, man. Stuff. Uh, the life of a filmmaker. You know? Yeah, the life of being a low-tier broke podcaster and a low-tier broke filmmaker. Just somehow still don't have the time to make those schedules merge. Dude, that just means you got to work harder if you're a broke-ass, low-tier version of something. Listen, it's all going to be worth it when John Cooper gets bought at Con for $7 million. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be my speech. If we make the the film festival circuit and it wins anything, I'm just going to go up on stage and be like, <laughs> Take a bow and get the fuck off stage. And then try to talk Carl into a three way. Boom! <laughs> I mean, we're Hollywood now, baby. That's what you yeah. guys. That's how you got to say it to her. Boy, we're I'm really Hollywood hoping now, baby. When, when she when she chooses to um, listen to random episodes here and there, she picks the YouTube version with no Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> but if not, I was just kidding, baby. Or was he? <laughs> you know me. This is my sense of humor. Just slagging those fucking silly ass jokes. You guys hey! say you're ready to get this show on the road? Yeah, can I have record permission? Permission granted. Recording in progress. Nark. Eat that daddy dick. Well, in Los Angeles, California, for the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Just press it. Press it, Kevin. 